Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast Wrestling Edition. We're already back because if you pay attention to pro wrestling, the world is on fire. And we are not exaggerating. The wrestling world is literally on fire. We have the wrestling expert, Jacob Mason, with us. How are you doing today, sir? I am. I'm so good, buddy. I'm ready to talk wrestling because that's all that's happened since we last talked. It's it's been a it's been a wild wild couple of days. Yeah. Before we go right into it, and we are going to go right into it. If you listen to our episode that literally just came out last week, we talked a little bit about how there there's a lot of smoke coming from AEW, and when there's smoke, there's usually fire. There's things going on. It's all come to light now, and it's for. It's completely taken over the wrestling world because there's a lot of cool stuff that happened over the weekend. Spoiler alert, MJF is back. No one really cares about that because of what we're about to go into. Class of the Castle had 60,000 people in it. Everyone's going crazy. No one cares about that. NXT was actually pretty good. No one cares about that. No one cares about any of the stuff they should care about in this wrestling weekend. We care about the media scoring. Jacob, let's get right into it. One, we were right. They booked themselves into a corner with the whole Punk-Moxley situation. So CM Punk won the title back. Cool. <laughs> that was what we were like, whatever. He just got stomped a week ago. Uh, MJF came back. Credit to you, Jacob. He said he was going to eventually was going to come back. He was going to beat Punk, and that's who he was gonna, probably going to beat for the title. Credit to you. You did call that this was coming up. But no one cares because AEW does their post-wrestling uh, media stuff, which I do like. And CM Punk went, there's not even, nuclear is not even the right word to say. He he was super nuclear. Supernova. Su- you can- That's a good one. Supernova, supernova. He, to his own chagrin, that announced the commentator, reporter, whatever, didn't even ask him about um, Scott, a.k.a. Colt Cabana. And he just starts going off. J- Jacob, man, this this is just the first part. What are you thinking about when he is just going off on Cole? <laughs> so, <laughs> I was confused at first. Did I watch? I, 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 I'm sure you did too, but I watched the media, the CM Punk part of the media scrum multiple media. times. Me too. So, whoever was the journalist, mm-hmm. interviewer, I think Punk knew him. I think Punk knew him because of Colt Cabana. Because he's like, oh, wait, you have you done, have you done stand up or have you done shows with Scott? Mm-hmm. Well, I know Scott. And then Punk just started laying the fuck in about his whole lawsuit with Colt Cabana and WWE. And I would. No one asked for this. No one wanted to know about this. No one really. Does anyone care about this? No, no one does. And that's the thing. He brought it like the person didn't ask him about Colt Cabana. He's the one who's like, oh. Like you said, have you done this or this? Well, I haven't talked to him. And then he just starts going on a tangent. And I do want to just do, because as we were getting ready, quick history for the fans who were like, wait, I thought Colt and CM Punk were like best friends. They used to be a long time ago. They used to be the best of friends. Obviously, if you've listened to this, you've listened to the CM Punk pipe bomb in 2011. CM Punk shouted him out in the pipe bomb. And then CM Punk leaves WWE. No one knows why. We all think he's coming back eventually. No one does. Hulk Cabana, me personally, still has the biggest wrestling podcast of all time that he felt CM Punk went on his podcast, complete shoot, and explained what happened, why he left WWE. One of the biggest wrestling shoot interviews of all time was on Hulk Cabana's thing, CM Punk, his buddy, helping him out. And they started together in 2007, just for another thing. So WWE sues Punk and Colt Cabana after Punk alleged the doctor at the time was responsible for mishandling Punk's diagnosis. So they're going 
lawsuits. CM Punk actually wins the lawsuit, but I guess at a cost. So after the trial, you find out that CM Punk and Colt Cabana filed lawsuits against each other. Cabana claimed Punk offered to pay his legal fees, which CM Punk brought up this past weekend. And Punk and Punk argued that well, Cabana argued that CM Punk should reimburse him. So you just beat WWE in a lawsuit with your best friend, and now you guys are suing each other. That that's crazy. And then 2019, Punk uh, called Cabana greedy, alleges that Cabana tried to extort him. And then it, it just went to, they haven't been friends since. And then obviously you heard the explosion. He said he hasn't spoken to him in like 10 years or whatnot. And he's still paying, he was paying his bills. He said he has receipts. And he was just tearing him to shreds and it was un warranted because the journalists like you said didn't bring him up phil brought him up and then for you guys listening you're asking why are we talking about colt cabana see a bunk it all came together after that part because colt cabana has been the reason for potentially all of this because jacob you've been watching AEW. i've been watching AEW. colt cabana just disappeared yeah so AEW. I think to keep tensions down or problematic issues to arise, they just put them in the ring of honor. Mm -hmm. Just put them back to ring of honor, which is fine. That's fine. That's whatever. Good enough. So yeah, like just a quote, why am I a grown ass man? And I decide not to be friends with somebody. Someone else's fucking business, but my friends, I fall backwards will catch me. Scott Colton, I believe would never have. He was talking about how he tried to bring, Colton to the top. He never wanted to be at the top. And he talked about the suing stuff. And then he goes, this is where it all comes together. I'll tell you what I'm upset about. If you're an EVP and you don't try and belittle your top babyface to try and get your niche audience that's on the internet to hate him for some made-up bullshit rumor really pissed me off. Stepping on your own dick, trying to make money, sell tickets, fill arenas with these stupid guys who think they're in Reseda. If you're wondering who he's talking about there, he is talking about the EVPs of AEW who are the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. So when we are talking about it offhand, it's what CM Punk is saying. They spread the rumors that the reason Colt got moved was because Punk was there. Punk didn't want him. So they had to move. You have that rumor. You know that's going to affect the locker room in a negative way. So Punk's, everyone's looking at Punk different. And we're going to be doing this part by part. How did you feel about him calling out the EVPs who are the Young Bucks at Kenny Omega? I'll backpedal here real quick. Oh, go ahead. So, remember there were the rumors two months ago, I think, two, three months ago, mm-hmm. when they were allegedly going to let go of Colt Cabana and the locker room came together and was like, no. Yes. You're not. So, all right, that like, I the the hardest part about all this, and I I'm going to repeat myself a lot. I imagine there's been so much shit that's been said, that's been uh, put out online. Mm-hmm. It's it is it is hard to figure out what's real and what's not right. But back to the punk thing, um, him calling out the Bucks. And Kenny was fucking weird because they are the EVPs. I mean, Punk's going to say what he wants, but at the same time, like technically they're his boss. Correct. Technically, yes. And it was about this moment, like both me and my wife were like, I feel like some of these promos have been cut on CM Punk in the past, like recent past and like past past are really looking like they're real. Like, <laughs> a lot of shit that's been said. So, fuck, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I would think Punk coming in mm-hmm. to AEW, 
because he's so leery about wrestling and everything else. Would that the whole company and like figure out if it's going to be a good fit for him before he signs the actual deal. So I don't know if that happened. I don't know. It's honestly him just starting to call out those guys. Like that's the first thing he said. I feel like that's not even like the, we're not even to like the main entree yet. We're just oh. so heating appetizers. <laughs> right. Like he was just, yeah, it was weird because calling out the EVPs and all is like, and you're like, you know who they are in AEW. Like, so you already know who they are. So you're like, what is it? So you go from Cole Cabana because you're tired of everyone thinking you're the reason he's not on TV anymore. You're tired of the EVPs because that's their boys saying that, yeah, Punk's the reason, yada, yada. Then he starts going in on Adam Hangman Page like bad. And we like Page. We liked him as champ. He was like their first homegrown real champ. And Jacob, he destroyed. My gosh. I was confused up until this point. Then he started going in on Hangman Page, who's one of my favorite wrestlers Mm -hmm. currently wrestling. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? Mm -hmm. I was pissed. At this point, I'm like, it's like going through this like seven stages of grief. Through this whole entire media scrum. Mm-hmm. Like at this point, like I'm at the pissed off stage. I'm like, fuck you, guy. Why are you bitching? You just, the guy just won the fucking title. Mm-hmm. He just won the quote unquote most prestigious heavyweight wrestling title in all of the world. And he's fucking back just bitching. Just bitching. Yeah. What the like the whole time I'm like what the fuck did Hangman Page do to you like from the more research I did I guess allegedly Hangman Page said I don't need advice yes he said he didn't need advice from like Punk and Sting and that and that's when he really started he was like basically who the fuck are you to say that like, what have you done in this fucking business? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. This is this is something else. And then also, he talked about Paige going into business for himself. People are like, what are you talking about? When in Paige, which there was rumors that they had real heat. Like there was real rumors. Now it's confirmed they did. They do. And and it all came from that promo that Paige had on Punk before their title match, where Paige was talking about the workers' rate. Uh, I'm protecting AEW from you, and you could see Punk was a little confused, and he kept asking, "Was like, why are you getting personal? Like, it's not personal; it's just business." And Paige was getting personal, bringing like, so protecting him was probably in regards to Colt and. Like, Punk was confused because he was like, what the hell? This is not what he was supposed to be saying out here. What do you think now, knowing how he went to business for himself from Punk's view? Here's another problem with this whole entire situation. Mm -hmm. We have a bunch of people, and it's all he said, she said. And it's, once again, really hard to figure out what's real, what's not real. Mm Mm-hmm. What's what's a shoot? What's a work? Because I mean, AEW's kind of been that thing from the beginning. It's been a it's been a blur of the lines. You don't know what's mm-hmm. real and what's not real. And it's like, like hell, I kept even saying it like in our group chat. I'm like, I think this is a fucking work. I, I think this is you know because I I just figured it was. I'm like, there's I had the first thought idea. I'm like, there's no way. This is this is real. Like it sounded real, but I'm like, as punk. So he's he's the wild card of dude's gonna say whatever he wants to say. He didn't WWE's gonna do it here too. So what's real, what's not real? I fuck dude, I I don't know. 
like I I don't know how to feel. I just know I love Hangman Page, and I'm like, dude, fuck you, CM Punk. You're pissing me off about Hangman Page. Like, this is like the fan in me. Well, it makes sense now because now it's all everything's come full circle. Why CM Punk called out Page, knowing he wasn't even on the card, he wasn't even in the building. To get back at him, like, oh, when that's the line was like, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. Burying him. Like, dude, he's not even on the card. So, now we know where that came from. And he just kept going and going and going. And need I remind everyone, Tony Khan is next to him, who's supposed to be the boss of everyone here. And I... Tony Khan looked like he was way out of his debt, man. Because he should have, he he should have cut it off after like the EM the EVPs. Because that's basically like his right hand men. Yeah, Tony Khan looked like he was drowning out there. Yes, Tony Khan did not know what to do. The dude is in the weeds, just sucking down bottles of water, going what the fuck. And then he's like, oh, I should never have let it go. And then CM Punk's acting like he's Tony's boss. Like, it's okay. We're all learning here. And I'm like, what is happening here? And you can see Tony's like face changing every time Punk is going off. And then they started trying to bring up, which should have been the story of the night, MJF. And then Punk's like, well, yeah, because Tony Khan keeps making me uh, freaking wrestle pricks. And then he goes from that to start going off again. Before he and then he says the line, he's like, "Oh, I'm old, I'm cranky, and I I work with fucking children. What are we doing here, dude? I I don't fucking know. And the thing is, like, so for those for the listeners out there, like, we're recording right now it, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's seven forty nine. I literally right before we started this whole thing, I told Martin like, "Hey, keep an eye on like Twitter." and the TV and everything else, like, to see what's going to happen, because there's way more to this story, and we don't know what's going to happen. So I feel like half the questions we're asking right now, I feel like are going to get answered within the next half hour. Yeah, because AEW will be starting soon, and it's just... Man, everyone in the wrestling world had something to say about this punk stuff. Obviously, like you said in your wife, all these promos that have been shot on punk is like, wow. I guess everyone was telling the truth. A lot of people seem to be turning on punk. Like, I'm seeing way more people turn on punk than people like going to his support right now. Well, remember, those are the rumors months ago that we talked like because they just came out of nowhere cm punk has a whole bunch of heat in the back and we're like what and then we realized it involves colt and page and here we are and him saying what he said about omega and all of them which you know what here's one of the few times like i'll say i was i was obviously wrong on things because all those rumors popped up but nothing really got said that much about it Mm-hmm. literally until Saturday night. Saturday night, it's like, oh, shit. All, everything I thought that was wrong turned out to be completely right. So, like, I was wrong on some things. Yeah, because, like, just think about how do you feel as a talent when you're, for sake of argument, it's he's being dead serious. Like, this is him. This is Phil Brooks. And he's just killing your roster. And your boss is next to him just, like, sitting there, like, not stopping him. Like, where the hell does that do with morale? Because before we recorded, too, there was another all-talent meeting right before the show, this time led by Danielson, uh, Moxley, and Jericho. This is their second talent meeting in the two weeks we've recorded. Yeah. Which, I mean, I... I don't look at that like a talent meeting as like a big deal considering it's all out. It's your biggest pay-per-view of the year. So like that, that, I feel like I'd be standard practice, right? I would assume, but it's just, I guess the timing is just bad. Cause obviously when the other rumors came out, that's when any of them had their meeting. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just like you're doing that again, and it's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So like, and Tony Khan, back to that guy. I feel like Tony Khan was kind of torn because you have CM Punk, who's the biggest. You know, would you say he's the biggest draw or second biggest draw in wrestling? Period. All of wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. I figure you got Roman, Charlotte, Punk. Yep. Those, those, are, those are your big draws right there. Yep. I agree. And it's like, you can tell, like, he, Khan doesn't want to say anything that's going to piss him off to where he freaks out even more on this live media scrum. But at the same time, like, dude needs to be able to grab the reins of his own company and not let this shit happen. Mm hmm. Like, you should be able to reel it in. Like, could you imagine, like, could you imagine Vince McMahon in this situation? Oh, they no. Were doing... no. Vince would just shut the shit down and be like, all right, we're done here. Yep. Get back. Cut the feed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he'd be like, cut the feed, you son of a bitch. Like, he would do all of that. No way. Like, that's what I'm sitting here. I'm like, I was like, Tony, do you know what you were doing, man? Like, and we talked about it, like this honeymoon, this honeymoon phase is, it's long, long gone. Like we said it was gone our last podcast, it is long gone. They're in some deep shit and like this stuff now, because we're not even talking about the stuff that happened after the media stuff. So the alleged stuff. At first I thought, I'm like, oh, well this, well, we got not in a second, but also Fuck, do we bring up Tony Khan's fucking dumbass comments about WWE trying to poach Labor Day weekend? That's when I knew. That's when I was like, yeah, this guy, he needs. William Regal needs to be like promoted to like his right hand, dude, because that that was a bad timing for everything. Because he's like, now I know how Jim Crockett felt, but I'm not Jim Crockett because I have more fucking money and they're going to pay for this. I'm not going to stand for this shit, but I'm like, you're going to stand for Phil just killing your whole roster. All right, so I don't feel like WWE when I think, and I'm I'm more AEW. I guess if I'm going to pick a side, I'm more AEW than I am WWE. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like WWE went after fucking AEW. There were three pay per views mm-hmm. this weekend: Clash at the Castle, there was the NXT show, and there was the fucking AEW show. Mm-hmm. All right. Clash of the Castle was on Saturday. Saturday at 1 p.m. It was over by 4. Yeah. And then you have the NXT show, which was on at fucking early afternoon. And that was done be- way that was done before AEW's pre-show. Right. Yeah. Way before. So I'm like, how I, I don't understand. Like, it's Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Literally every any every business possible is trying to take advantage to get more consumers to come to their business because it's a holiday weekend mm-hmm. like i i don't see what the fucking big deal is here yeah let me see if i can because i think i also have that quote handy on my person because the punk thing literally it, it kept me up till like one two in the morning on sunday because i'm like where is this coming from oh yeah i was i was kind of laughing because like my phone kept getting like the group chat we have was going haywire between <laughs> all three of us. And I remember like, I was so tired. I was like, all right, fuck this. I'll see the shit in the morning. It is what it is. I'm going to bed. <laughs> like I just set my phone down. Here's his first, this was the whole quote. I'm, we were the first pro wrestling show on Labor Day weekend last year. And we were the third this year. I don't think that's a coincidence. When the fight is brought, I have unique ways of fighting. A lot of money to bring to the fight. This is not a game to me. This is my life. I don't think it's a joke. I take it very seriously. When I'm comparing myself to Jim Crockett Promotions this weekend, I got a taste of the same medicine Jim Crockett Promotions took. But I have a lot more fucking money, and I'm serious. I'm not going to sit back and take this fucking shit. Tony Khan on WWE counter-programming, allegedly. Bro, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is bad timing. Like, one, you could feel that way, but this is not the time. This is not the time. I mean, he did say that quote before the whole punk situation. True, but 
that I feel here's me. Here's me personally. If I'm in charge, I don't want anything to take away or take any headlines away from MJF making his return. Or any of the other like big moments that happened. Oh, that's an afterthought. Literally, you didn't need the. Literally, I paid fifty bucks for the pay per view, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I'm. No one's talking about the pay per view. Yeah, no, no one one's is. talking about it. I I didn't need to pay fifty bucks for the pay per view because all the shit was on the YouTube channel afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't need to watch this shit. I need to just see the scrum. But it does have that. Remember talk the talking when talking smack was a thing. Yes. Every media scrum now in AEW is going to be must watch. Oh yeah. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if anyone depending on how it goes tonight. I don't know if they're gonna if someone's gonna go like this again. But you're right. Oh my god! I feel like you have to because holy shit, that was bad. And it's like. It was- and it was a dumb quote by Khan. It mm-hmm. was really fucking dumb. Do you, I mean, in your opinion, do you think WWE went after AEW in the Labor Day weekend? No, because I really think if they wanted to, they would have made class of the they would have been like class of the castle on Sunday and would have tried to have it at the running at the same time or running into each other. Or did it in Chicago? They were in a, a whole nother fucking continent. Mm-hmm. Not even a different country, a different continent. Yeah, that's that's always been my one thing about AEW. I do, it's a love-hate thing. I do like that they acknowledge other promotions, but I do hate that they do it every fucking day. <laughs> so I like it, but then I don't like it when it's every day. Right. Like, I like it. Hey, acknowledge your previous wrestling history at WWE and all that stuff, because that's the one thing I don't like with WWE, because they'll make you think, like, this person's never freaking wrestled before until they got here, which I've always hated that, but... There you are, but I'm like, every week, man? What are we doing? And it's also the fact, too, that, like, y'all need to get your shit together. Since Triple H has taken over, Raw's been in the two millions every week. Which is up from 1.6 million. I read an article earlier about that. Mm-hmm. In the Vince McMahon era, he is pulling, like, a 1.6. Now he's pulling two million. Yeah. It's WWE, it's the fun new thing. Triple H is doing it right. Shoot, he brought like the, all everything has been shadow because shit. Braun came back. The rumors were true. Fucking can't say I seen that one coming. Didn't <laughs> expect that one. Hey, if it's anyone who could get Bray back out, it would be Braun. Yeah, and that me and my wife were talking about this. We we were talking about Bray over the weekend. It's like, I was like. I can't believe I'm going to say the words, but I feel like Bray needs to go back to WWE. Bray doesn't need to go to AEW. He needs to go to WWE. I don't think anyone can go. I don't, I don't think anyone can go to AEW at this point in time until this stuff is set on, as they are literally shooting off the fireworks as we speak. But Jacob, let's get into the, this. Is so me personally, I thought the CM Punk stuff, hundred percent real. Shoot, the thing that. I will not say was a shoot or not until I see like legit police reports is the shit that happened after like (laughs) young bucks kicking punk's door and there being a fist fight and all this stuff. And let's, before we even get to that, did you see the other things that during the match with Moxley punk is allegedly hurt again? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's see, that's the story we, he might have to relinquish the title tonight again. Um, I, I I don't think he's going to have the title by the end of the night tonight. I, I, I think he's going to be stripped. Fucking John Moxley's going to be the trios champion and the fucking the in the AEW world heavyweight champion again by the end of the night. Like, God damn. Like, what are we? I'm sitting here, I was like, you cannot first you go off offshoot, then you get hurt. Then there's an alleged fight, and police are called, and there's going to be suspensions and all that. We'll see, because the EVPs just won the damn trios championship. All right, so let's talk about the fight. Oh, I don't think it. Well, I don't think it came. I don't think they made it sound like this was freaking Dragon Ball Z. 
I think there might have been some yelling and people, you know, the little push, like, don't push me, bro. And then that's it. I don't think there was a real fight at all. Allegedly, Kenny Omega got bit. Oh, Tony Khan is speaking as we speak. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to have to fill me in because I don't have a TV in here. You're... New World Trios champions will be crowned tonight. Death Triangle versus Best Friends at Orange Cassidy. They got stripped. <laughs> All right. We have a tournament for the AEW Championship. All right, everyone's stripped. Why? Oh, see, now I'm mad. So this tournament right now has Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson, Sammy versus Darby, then uh, Jericho and Moxley have buys. Wow. Dude, they all got stripped. Holy shit. Right, breaking news. That means there's some legitimacy to what happened in the back. Well, all right. So let's talk about the fight again. <laughs> well, obviously, there might have been something because there'd be no reason to strip AEW Grand Slam and saying they're going to be on the, their very best. But we don't mention this makes no sense because now they're going to be like, people are going to ask, so what happened? Wow. Wow. Jacob, they keep messing up. I don't think MJF and Punk's going to happen now if they keep going at this point. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And honestly, MJF might have the most reason to be the most pissed off right now. Yes. Do you... So this is what reminds me of MJF. Not the um, same, but kind of the same. Do you remember UFC 200, I believe, where the main event was supposed to be Daniel Corian and John Jones. They're going to have their faded rematch, right? Well, that that fucking that pay per view had like three main events. Yeah, also Brock Lesnar was back, all of that, which was yeah. One of the McGregor crazy. was supposed to be on it, and Jones was supposed to be on it. But McGregor was throwing his fucking bitch fits, and John Jones was throwing his bitch fits and popping for PEDs. Or That's what I was gonna doing. bring up. How MJF in this case is Daniel Cormier because you're gonna have this big major main event, and someone else fucked it up for you. They're losing out on the money. This would have been the biggest main event in AEW history. Yeah, and I don't think it's happening now anymore. Yeah, is MJF in the in the tournament? No. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I want, well, MJF is supposed to speak tonight too. So holy shit, I can't. He's starting off right now, which after Tony Khan, but I'm like, I don't. I'll have to listen to what he says on YouTube, but I... <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you make a good point. MJF is currently the Daniel Cormier mm-hmm. of UFC 200 because yeah, yeah I sp- I very specifically remember UFC 200. Funny enough, because I lost like 50 bucks on that because of fucking Brock Lesnar beating Mark Hunt. Yes, and then he popped for PEDs, and I asked for my money back, and I didn't get it back. So. I still think it was crazy that Brock Lesnar was in the Omega peak of his powers and Vince let him do UFC. That is still one of the wildest things of the past 10 years. He should have came out to his theme song, though. I oh. wish he would have came out to the Brock Lesnar theme song instead of understand, man. But I digress. Back to AEW and their shenanigans. Uh, okay, so there was a fight. And there was a Man. fight. There was a fight. There was and a fight. Who all was involved here? We had Ace Steel and CM Punk on one side. Let we me had, get you all the names, my friend. Yeah, the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. And then Brandon Cutler, Michael Nakazawa, and Christopher Daniels. Yes. Allegedly trying to just get everything simmered down. Yes. Was, which I thoroughly believe because Christopher Daniels is an absolute fucking professional of a human being and a professional wrestler. So this was from Sports Illustrated. They were talking about, obviously, after the Young Bucks, Punk, Omega, some verbal stuff. 
And then it was a physical altercation with all the people you named. Apparently, they were trying to knock on Punk's door. He wouldn't let him in. They apparently, I know people have joked, super kicked the door. And then all hell broke loose. And how suspensions, how suspensions were going to be on everybody. And how there was going to be some legal ramifications for this. They were saying police were called. There's things like that. So that's why no one's talking. Because it's a police investigation. Which would then make sense. Why Tony Khan didn't just say why? Because usually when you strip a champ, you tell them why. You tell the crowd well, why. It, yeah, Tony, if I was Tony, I would say there's an ongoing investigation. I can't mm-hmm. talk about it anymore. That's that. And it's done. Yeah. So at least for the most part. Jacob, so now it's true. They're they're all suspended. Because there's no right. reason you strip the titles if they're not gonna be suspended. Yeah, you strip the title off your your top guy. And your EVPs, which makes me ask the question: Do you think the Bucks and Kenny are still in the back, like doing shit? Oh, well, they they have to. They're working on the video game. Well, I well, they're normally like running like the shit behind Gorilla and stuff, you know, like helping run the show. I'm saying, who who be doing it? That's my question. Tony can't do this by. It's blatantly obvious Tony cannot do this by himself. Regal, <laughs> I do love Regal. I, I love that man. Regal, Regal's like the first guy. I, I would say Christopher Daniels, but he's a you know allegedly suspended too. The mm-hmm. moment I thought the fight was real was the when ESPN or Sports Illustrated posted about it, and I was like, "Yes, Fuck. yeah," because like, they not, don't post they don't post rumor shit. No, they don't because like some of the Meltzer stuff I was seeing, mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, well, Meltzer's friends with the Bucks and Kenny." Yeah, so, so I could biased. very easily see them being like, "Hey, post this, get people talking about th- this," and I could see that. I could see that just being a great work. And Dave Meltzer, I would eight thousand percent do that shit. But when Sports Illustrated posts that, you're like, "Oh fuck!" But yeah, yeah. so Ace uh, allegedly bit Kenny, and I don't think the Bucks kicked down the fucking door. Oh I think fuck they might- no. No, I could see them maybe kicking the door as they're pounding on it. I believe that 100%. Yeah, I just set the the tournament, which is... And this is going to happen... Dude, this tournament, it's ending in two weeks. Wait, not even... Yeah, the tur- you're supposed to have a new champ on September 21st. That's two weeks from now. Like, what are we- well, okay, then. <laughs> they're, they're, hey, they're... They're going to do their best to power through it and get to the other side. Like, who, who do you got winning it? Who do, who do you think? Moxley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could see Daniel Bryan winning it. I, 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 could, I could definitely see Daniel Bryan winning it. I think it'd be fucking amazing, though, if Hangman Page won it. I would fucking love it. I, w- I would love it possibly more than anything else, though. Just as a fan, and just because of all the punk bullshit, I think it'd be fucking hilarious to see Hangman Page win it after all that bullshit. Man. Man, it's... Hey, oh, and we have John Moxley approaching MJF. It's unfortunate, because this ain't the same... This should have been punk approaching MJF. Yeah. I really want to say, I I can't wait to see that shit. I was gonna, I'm gonna be honest, like all the build up, all the stuff, like the pictures, all that. I really believe that Punk versus MJF would have been 1A, 1B of Punk's biggest matches in his life. Obviously, Money in the Bank of 2011, and then this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's no way. The only way you screw this up is what Punk did. There is no other way you screw it up. Right. What the hell do you do, man? Because we're in... It's funny how a year ago, Punk's like, oh, I want to work with all this young talent. And then he's like, oh, now I'm all cranky and I work with fucking children. Jacob, what the hell do you do now, man? Like, how do you... How do you write this shit? Because, obviously, just another thing, Malachi Black, a.k.a. Alistair... Yada yada, conditional release, mental health, taking care of himself. But you're gonna have people in the roster like 
we talked about this last week, dude. Paul's over there and everyone's having a blast again. Like people are looking strong. Hell, all your favorites are looking strong as hell now. Kevin Owens, like Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think you made I think you said the best thing. It's uh it's like when you have your what was it like the basketball analogy you made? Oh, when you have your star player, it, it could be in any sport, basketball, hockey, football, whatever sport. When you have your star player and he he or she is very problematic, but they bring in so much money and they are clearly by far your biggest draw and the reason you're winning. How much do you sacrifice for the rest of the team to keep this person? Right. But <laughs> so uh I haven't fully listened to it, but basically, Jacob, John Moxley just basically had a Captain America speech calling the action like, hey, we need to separate like eight. We got to get it together, man, because we're in shambles. And MJF came out and said to great my hero and the greatest wrestler of all time, Triple H. Maybe I just take this title and I go to a real company, and go join my boy Cody Rhodes. And I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> Wait, he actually dropped Cody. Cody and trips, which, Jacob, here's the thing. We, I felt like all this started burning, like coming to the forefront when Cody left. Like, because we were still wondering, like, why the hell would Cody leave? Like, a company that it doesn't start really without him. You think he saw this shit coming? It's hard to say you wouldn't see this coming, I guess. <laughs> and if anyone's going to see it, it's going to be Cody. And Cody's like, ah, fuck this. I got to just make my money in WWE. Like, cause it's that was the reason we were just because when Cody left, we were like, "Holy shit!" Like, what happened for Cody to leave? And we heard backstage politics, and like, now it's you could be like, Cody knew something because there'd be really no reason for him to leave a company he helped build. But he was like, "You know what? I gotta go. I gotta go." And you had everyone is uh, retweeting the CM Punk quote that he had when. Sasha and Naomi walked out telling everyone, like, you got to stand together. You're stronger together as a group. Yada, yada. Rusev, a.k.a. Mirio, just did a <laughs> laugh emoji underneath. Everyone's tearing that tweet to shreds now. Yeah. Kind of funny how that worked out. It's funny how all these things worked out. Obviously, the promos that were 10-plus years ago where Cena was feuding with Punk, where Triple H was feuding with Punk, saying... Punk doesn't want change. The only change Punk's wants when he's at the top. And I'm like, oh, this is... Because literally Punk's been in there for a year. He's had two of these world title reigns, and they've lasted six days. Yeah. That's bad, man. Punk is at the top. He was at the top. Mm -hmm. He just couldn't keep his mouth shut. Like, you were literally about to... Oh, it's so frustrating, man, because I, I really don't think MJF Punk's ever have, unless they make amends. But also you had Kevin Owens post a picture of him and Stone Cold with people wondering why that makes sense. It's because one of Punk's biggest bitching things about WWE was that he never got to main event a WrestleMania. And Jacob, I really like what you said. We're not even going to talk about WWE or any of these matches, but the thing you said about Drew... Is the same thing I felt about Punk now that hearing your quote. Right person, wrong time. Yeah. Punk was hot when The Rock came back. When Lesnar came Right person, wrong time, man. Like, if those two people don't come back, you're main eventing like three straight WrestleManias in a row. Right. But that's a great L7C term by Jacob. Right person, just the wrong time. Like, um, fuck, I'm trying to think. Punk had another quote that was, oh, yeah. Punk's quote that he said also about, like, if someone's got an effing problem with me, just come and talk to me. Mm -hmm. Like, he said that. I'm like, dude, but you're, why don't you just go back and say something? Mm -hmm. Unless he's like, you know what, screw it. I'm done anyway. Scorch earth this. It's good that. It's really showing how mature Moxley is because Moxley's now the quote unquote leader of AEW. He's been the heart and soul of it now since being there. But Jacob, if Tony Khan called independent, he called the L7C and he wants us to fix this situation, 
How are we attacking this? Woo! And this is how we're going to end it. How will the L7C help Tony Khan get all this back on track? I mean, I think he's got the right idea to, hey, we're having a trios match tonight for the new trios mm-hmm. championship. And we're having a tournament for the AEW championship. Mm-hmm. That I, I, that's kind of what I would do. I, I would try and get your new champions in there and figure it out from there. This just, you got to fill those voids right now. And whoever you're making the AEW champion, mm-hmm. they have to be a, they don't have to, it's not that they have to be a leader. They have to be an absolute 100% locker room leader. Mm-hmm. You need, this is like where you need a taker. Yes. Yes. This situation it, doesn't happen if you have a taker. Yeah. You, you need, you need a, you need an undertaker. Um, because you got to keep up the morale in the back. Morale mm-hmm. in the back is allegedly just fucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thunder Rosa allegedly is putting out asking for her release. The girl who was just champion, the girl who beat Britt Baker, and now we're talking. And uh, yeah, allegedly. And then uh, Brian Alvarez says she didn't, but someone says she did, and people are saying she did, she didn't, whatever. The fact that it's allegedly coming out that means there were some talks, right? And apparently, um, her heat was real. Like, what the fuck's happening? Uh. I, I don't know. I, I feel like, like I said, Taker was was the the quote unquote judge mm-hmm. of the WWE locker room. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of a lot of beef got squashed, yep. right in the locker room, and it, however, it got settled. That's how it was. So fuck. I mean, I, I feel like you have to have Brian, or you have to have Jericho win it. The more the more I'm thinking about, it, you have to have one of those two win it. Or even Good. even Moxley, but I don't want to see Moxley win the title again right now. But I would understand if he won right now. My thing to add to the winner of the AEW title, and we'll get to this part of trying to fix everything. If Punk comes back, you just can't have them lose to Punk again. Because that's my thing. If If we come in the L7C, we fix everything. We get Punk, all those people back on track. Punk's going to be instantly like, oh, I got stripped. I never got to. He's going to win the title back. I, whoever beats him has to be like ch- real champ, not interim champ, real champ. And they got to beat Punk whenever, if he ever comes back. Right. Because that's what they did with Moxley. I thought Moxley should have won. Because I was like, how do you squash someone and then you lose the next week? I thought the same thing. Like when Punk won, I was like, fucking why? The MJF thing, like you said, made the most sense. That sells more. That does sell more. That that sets up your great Mm storyline. Unfortunately, (laughs) things happened. Because as a fan, I'm still waiting. Like, that was going to be the moment MJF ascends. He finally wins that title. He finally does it. And that was gonna be one of the. I was gonna be the biggest moment in AEW history. In my well, besides CM Punk coming back, in my in my opinion. Yeah, that one would be big. That one would be big. I mean, yeah, I feel like that would be bigger than even Hang. I don't know, Hangman when he beat the title off Kenny was that was big. a big because Kenny was like champ for like three hundred eighty some days or something like that. And that was a very big. That was a long term storyline even before. AEW became a real thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Some someone in a locker room's really got to step up. Fucking, and I know we've we've brought up his name more than a couple times tonight, but I'm truly thankful William Regal is there right now. Yes. Yes. So what? Are, so then, what's the L7C doing with the Young Bucks, Omega Punk? How are we rectifying them? Are we getting them in a room like Jim Ross did, Austin and McMahon's like, hey, no one's leaving. You all have to like each other, but we need to resolve this because we're all costing each other a lot of money. Are we, are we doing that? Or like, how are we resolving that? Because we, we know Punk's a bitter guy. He ain't letting, letting the shit go, no matter what happens. 
I'm letting Punk go. Releasing him. I, I, it, it's either them. I, I agree because if they can't get along, you got to get rid of either Punk or that whole young. You got to get rid of the young bucks. One of the two, they got to go. You're going to get more long term and more value out of the bucks than you will CM Punk. You're long term, you're going to make more money. So you're playing a long life. game. If you're going to, if you're going to do that, if you were strapped, if you were strapped for money, which Tony Khan says he's not, and I believe him. Yes. If if you're strapped for cash, then you go with Punk. But if you're not strapped for cash, you go with, of course, the Bucks and Kenny. One hundred percent. They're who you built a company on. Mm-hmm. But I, with your quote about you know having your your star player, and if he's terrible for the locker room, do do you keep him? Do you not? And Take Antonio Brown, for example. That's a good. That's a good guy. That yeah, I mean, he he started out as a Steeler, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm a Steeler fan. So, and you know, at first he was great. Then he, then he became an absolute whiny bitch, and just became an absolute cancer in the locker room. But get rid of him. Fuck it. Next guy up. That's Next guy point. up mentality right now. That point. that that's what I'm doing. I I'm I'm not gonna. You're not going to be able to reel in Punk to – I'm not saying for him to do exactly what you want, but at that point, do you, are you able to trust Punk enough to keep up appearances? Mm. I, I, Me personally, I the more and more I'm thinking about it, I would get rid of Punk. Fragile mind, fragile body, fragile ego. Shout out to John Moxley's uh, – Shout out to John Moxley. That was – Best quote of the fucking weekend. Hands down. I'm I'm leaning your way. I'm just trying to think if there's any way I could salvage any of this, I'm doing it. Because Punk MJF is just too much money to be left on the table. Like, I'm thinking about that's true because MJF said, maybe I should go work with another con who actually has some Knowledge. Let me actually go work for Nick. And I was like, Jesus, MJ. <laughs> like, I, I just can't leave that money off the table, man, because that everyone on the promotion is going to get a huge payday from it. Can you get it in a way that that's Punk's last match? You do that, then you get him out of there. Would he? Would he willingly and still do the job the uh, right way? That is. That's a good question. Because I mean, do you, uh, was it uh, not Austin Theory? Uh, fuck, what was Austin Aries mm-hmm. in Impact with John Morrison? You remember that? I do. Literally, dude hit him with his finisher pin one two three. Dude just got up and just walked right off. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. I uh, Natalia did that on a house show with Liv Morgan. I wasn't right. the last match, but that's just bad. And then, like, something else, like, like I don't know how you look at it, but this is how I look at it. People can have words, and mm-hmm. words are fun. Yeah, like, I, I've certainly had verbal blows with people I've liked and haven't liked, and mm-hmm. it, it is what it is. It's just verbal, you know? You make your points, you deal with it, you move on. But if something goes physical, I feel like that's the whole different level here. That you are willing to actually put your hands on someone because of your dislike or however, like their views and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. So you're you're at a different. It's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different. You're in a whole different stratosphere. If you're putting hands on me, then you better be ready for said consequences of what you're about to get. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not I'm not going to forgive that easy. Mm-hmm. No, that's. That's a good point. It's so tough, man, because people don't know, like, I actually really, like, CM Punk, the wrestler, like, I even caught, like, I would copy his stuff, like, best in the world, all that jazz. Besides John Cena and, like, some other people, he was the person I was heavily buying his merchandise from in WWE. And now it's just, like, you hear these things about how his attitude, how he was, like, a, how he was a prick. You're like, ah, nah, it's just the establishment holding him down. You go to a whole different company, and now it's almost worse. Like, he never got this. I get the stuff with the doctor, misdiagnosing and all that. I get that. And being mad you didn't headline at WrestleMania. But 
he never got to this point. Right. Like, he I just mean, took his ball and went home. But that was after he worked at WWE for 10-plus years. And AEW is the wrestler's company. Yes. But they were built on. They were built on. I mean, to quote Cody Rhodes, this is Ellis Island. This mm-hmm. is freedom. This is ever you know, one of the greatest promos ever, in my opinion. Um, and you're doing that in AEW. I can understand being pissed off at Vince. I can understand everyone siding on Punk's side of things. Yep. But like you said, doing it in AEW, it's like you're acting like a baby. After you won the main event in your hometown. The which, biggest pay-per-view of the year. Biggest pay-per-view of the year. Not a fucking house show. The biggest pay-per-view of the year. Pay-per-view. You main evented after getting smoked literally a week ago, and you won, bloodied up and all. You got the title back. You have the biggest feud in the, not even just the company's history, in the past, like, five years in wrestling. And you fuck it up because you decide to pick that reporter and start going in on Colt Cabana when no one's brought him up. No disrespect to Colt. He's not on Punk's level. He's not on any of these people's level. Just no disrespect to him. So it's like, why do you keep fixating on Colt? Colt doesn't say anything about you. Dude, Dude I, has I a whole. Know. He was the first podcast, wrestling podcast, I started listening to. This man has not said shit about CM Punk. I mean, it's it's like a it's like a spoiled kid. Uh, we we all we all knew that kid growing up in school, whatever else. We all mm-hmm. knew that kid in life. Kid literally gets everything he wants. Still bitches about everything. He got everything he wanted. What, what else do you want? And what like, do you expect? Like, what did you expect? I fully think, like, he's like, I'm already done. I think he won the title. I was like, I'm done. Fuck this. Scorcher. If I'm this, not happy, no one's going to be happy. And this is going to be a whole other podcast. If he's truly done, because this one's already the hour, we're going to cut this one off. Just because the next one is going to be like, was the seven year wait worth it? That's a whole podcast in itself. If this ends without the MJF beating him for the title, dude, I'm leaning that this shit was not worth it. You know, yes and no. I I could I could see it both ways because the fucking hype, the rumor yes. mill, mm-hmm. it was like it was like the build up for Mayweather versus McGregor. Fuck, the hype was good, I and agree. then it came out, and you're like, holy shit! But in the end. And we're still not even technically at the end yet. Yeah, we're not at the end. He could, they could come back eventually. Like he could just be suspended. He comes back. He challenges whoever wins this title. Yada yada. Same thing he did last time. But I'm saying if this is the end, if he doesn't get the MJF fight, if you came in and like that initial hype, like you said, and you just sent the roster to hell, then it's like that's a real it's a real d- discussion. Like I'm not saying it's. One way complete, one way the other. It's a real discussion. I still feel like it. I, I feel like it'd be worth it because it answers more questions okay. for the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like a lot of guys in WWE feel validated. They do. There's some I've seen some reports. They do, and you know, it it, it was a run. It was a fun run. It, it was it was a bottle rocket. It was a fucking bottle rocket. It flew up in the air, looked cool as shit, did a whistle, did a flip, poof, done. Ashes. Man. Jacob, man. That, that, yeah. That's ahead. a whole like you said, that's a whole podcast. Yeah, that's and I feel like I feel like that's almost like a big podcast. Yeah. If punk is one hundred percent out. If this we see like, if we see the we've come to terms with Phil Brooks on his release. That that's almost emergency. That is emergency pod mode. Oh, 100 percent One hundred percent. We we would have to get a podcast within twenty four hours. Yeah. So. Man. But yeah. Um. Other than that, the pay per views were great this weekend. Yes, they were. Seth they Rollins were- tweeted it out. He's like, "Don't take this shit for granted." He named all these great matches. 
another one. We shout out to the acclaim. He named them too. He's like, don't don't take this shit for granted. This weekend was really good in wrestling, but it's all been overshadowed. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, Tony Storm won the fucking title for God's sakes, which I did not think she was going to win. I will not lie. Neither, neither did I. But at the same time, like Tony Storm won the title. Like, oh shit. Okay. No one. No one cares. Absolutely fucking no one gives a shit. Sheamus got one of the best standing ovations ever. No one cares. Possibly match of the weekend. Probably. Yes, they were. They were going at it. Drew, you made that man look strong as shit. And you had the one interference. No one thought the baby Uso. Again, of course, I like Drew, so I want him to win. I knew he wasn't going to win. But that was perfect booking. Oh, phenomenal booking. This is exactly how I would exactly how I would have booked it. Yeah, so and now everyone, you have that little tension. Yeah, everyone but, wins. Yeah. Then you're gonna have that little tension with this new Uso taking up Sammy's spot. Then you have you can have Sammy defect. He joins Kevin and they take out the Usos for the titles. There you go. It's perfect, but it's all been shadowed because Phil Brooks wanted to truly go into business for himself. And he's like, when they did when you defend yourself. Blah blah blah. I'm like, Jericho had a tweet too. He's like, This is the it was a while ago. He's like, you know, we have to handle stuff in the back. Like you said, there's no judge. This all this would have been squashed if they had a locker room leader. And that's a whole other thing. Who who could we make a judge in this locker room? Like, because whatever leadership they have right now is not working. And like I'm over here, like I said earlier, like I don't condone, I'm not condoning people like throwing fists mm-hmm. legitimately. In the back, but Undertaker would absolutely whip the shit out of anyone right now mm-hmm. for this shit. Would as one hundred percent as soon as Phil came out of the scrum, Taker would absolutely be fucking grabbing him by the throat mm-hmm. and going with the fuck, dude. Because remember, man, anytime and people forget, he, he's not kind of the same. But when Michaels WrestleMania fourteen was going to was going to you know Austin's ascension. Taker pulled him in the back. He's like, don't fuck this up for us. Us as the company, because, you know, Michaels was getting ready to get the fuck out, too. Right. He was literally out. Like, he was leaving, lost a smile, you know, came back seven years, yada, yada. Greatest performance, yada, yada. But he was out. He was disgruntled. And Taker's like, hey, this is going to be your last match. Do not fuck this up for us. I said he's going to beat his ass. Yeah. He fuck- so. I don't know. It's going to be crazy because, like, we're going to have a lot to talk about over the next three weeks, and it's all going to be about the same subject. And this was supposed to be our quiet time. You know what? The wrestling gods are smiling upon us. Yeah. As soon as we get off here, that's when they're going to send the tweet that Punk's released. Yeah. I. I if I would, like I said earlier, if I was Tony, I'm saying there's an ongoing investigation. I can't discuss it. Yeah. Boom. Done. There's your workaround. Legit or not. Shoot or not. Someone had this tweet, which I just said on the podcast. I literally just said this. When the history books are written in 2022, every book should begin with this line. It all started when Cody Rhodes jumped ship to WWE. Yeah. Sure did. All right, man. Fantastic wrestling pod. Thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast on our full, complete breakdown of the punk situation. We did not leave no stones unturned, gave you the history of him and Colt, why it led to all this. Now you know. You fully know. You don't got to read anything else. You don't got to listen to anything else because this is an hour of complete. What do you do? You already heard what we might be talking about. If punk gets released, and they don't rectify this. We are going to come with the pod two that's going to be just as crazy. Was the year worth it? And we're going to be talking both sides of that. And whoever wins this trios championship, whoever wins the AEW championship. And my only thing is shout out to all the wrestlers who they all put on a hell of a show in all the pay-per-views. I was really into every pay-per-view. And it was, again, as Jacob would say, good shit. Oh, was even NXT was good. Yeah. yeah. So that being said, thank you everyone listening to L7C podcast. And you're never listening to this, but 
Bill Brooks, you might need the L7C to help you out, man. Like, we, we need to talk. Because we like you over here, but th this shit can't pass, man. This was on you, and let's talk about it. With that being said, take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.